It doesn't change fundamental things. And in this business, right is still right, even if you stand by yourself. We don't get again. No, no. Live across the fruited plain and from sea to shining sea, we're converting the Marxist left one hour at a time on the Wendy Bell radio program. Well, hello, America, and beyond the fruited plain, welcome home to the Wendy Bell Radio Program, your home for common sense conservative conservative values. <laughs> Monday through Friday, 15 busy broadcasting hours of excellence every single week. Remember, you can follow us on the Wendy Bell Radio podcast. Just search those three delicious words, Wendy Bell Radio. It'll pop up, download us, share us, suggest us, follow us, and give us a five-star review. We appreciate you guys. Big question I have today, who is more of the American embarrassment? Joe Biden pretending to be with it. Joe Biden pretending not to have dementia. Joe Biden pretending like he's the one in charge and not Barack Obama. Joe Biden, who is just literally C-3PO with the shell of an old man. Yes. Or Mitch McConnell. I mean, honest to goodness, what are we doing? He freezes up again and it was like 30 seconds. Him just staring there like he was in a trance. I'm just going to go with, uh, how vaccinated are you, dude? Or are you just 84 years old? Whatever you are, I know you're over 80. It is time to move along. Diane Feinstein, she should have been gone years ago. John Fetterman, there's no way that guy is functionally appropriate for a job. He is appropriate for disability. Come on. It is an outward example of the lunacy that they want you to say is just perfectly normal. Nah, this is just the way things are. Ah, this is just American exceptionalism. I fundamentally reject that. And I've got a I've got a little a New York Post thing I'm going to put up on the screen here in just in just a flash for you, because the awakening, it's not just a couple people. It's just not a couple zip codes. It's not maybe here or there. It is rampant across these United States. There is no more hiding it. And America knows exactly what the game is. And the fight back is on. I love it. All right. So before we get to that, join me in my favorite part of the show. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Amen. You know, we go through dozens of websites every single morning. 
pouring over what the quote unquote news is, the news they want you to believe is the news, the news that really is and nobody wants you to talk about all of it. Right. And so I went to one of my favorite spots, NewYorkPost.com. Got to show you what the headline says, because this is bold. It is a picture of Joe Biden. It says, can't fool the people. A picture of Joe Biden at a podium, a little side picture up in the corner next to him of him with Hunter and Devin Archer. You know, the crew with the Biden crime family syndicate. And at the bottom, it says Americans are getting wise to Joe Biden's corruption despite his media gatekeepers. Look, there is a drip, drip, drip. Yesterday, we told you about the Media Research Center investigation, if you will, into how many times the mainstream media since the beginning of January through what, August 23rd, used the word bombshell in any of its coverage. And it was something like 530 odd times. Seven of those times had to do with Joe Biden, the guy who we know is as dirty as nuts. Yes, except 83 or 85 percent of the time it was used, it was about Donald Trump. Okay, so you know how they're setting you up, but this drip is becoming a trickle. It's going to become more of a steady pour. Ultimately, it will be a waterfall, a flood. And there is no turning back from that. So right now, my my humble opinion, the administration, deep state, Barack Obama and company are scrambling with an exit strategy. How do we get Joe Biden out before they put him in jail or at the very least expose all of this for what it is and put that asterisk next to his name on Wikipedia, which is coming? How do we do this and still hold on to power in 2024? I don't think you do it. I don't think you do it. And I think two things are, beca- are, are to, to blame for that or to praise for that. Number one, it has been the loud chorus of everyday America grabbing their phone and shooting videos, often in their cars, where you can be alone and private and honest, talking about the true hardship. It's not about treading water anymore. Because people are drowning. It is untenable and it is on track to get worse. You have that chorus of voices. United by one thing. Disgust. The lies. The filth. The results. That you pay for. Every single day that takes money out of your wallet, out of your children's mouths, and gives it to initiatives and foundations, and countries, and proxy wars, and quote-unquote research, and science, and garbage education, and indoctrination, and you don't get to see any of it, and you don't get any results. That's one side of this. People rising up and speaking, speaking out about finances. But it's the obvious dichotomy between the haves and the have-nots that is now becoming more and more outrageous. We started doing a little digging. Why is it that every former president has a foundation? 
Why is it that you need to have the uh, George and Barbara Bush Foundation? Then you've got the Bush Family Foundation, which is, you know, George Bush and Laura Bush and their children. Then you have the Obama Foundation. You have the Clinton Foundation, the Clinton Crime Family Foundation, right? Joe Biden doesn't have a foundation yet because he's still president. But these are the ways in which people donate gobs of money to former presidents who are still deeply connected to the machinations of government, who are still powerful, who are still connected. It's a way for people to give money as a show of, hey, don't forget me when you get on board that starship and America explodes, implodes, whatever happens. I was on your side. I want to come to the motherland. Wherever you're going, whatever this utopia is where you're surviving while we all die, and are brought to the brink of financial ruin as total unfettered communism takes over this country because it already has. I want to get on board that ship. I believe in that hail bop comet. I want to go with you. How about this, ladies and gentlemen? This is crazy. I was reading about the Obama Foundation, to which Jeff Bezos gave $100 million. For what exactly? The list of donors who've given more than a million dollars scrolled on and on on my browser. I was like, oh my gosh, how many hundreds of millions of dollars, quote unquote, for nonprofit do-goodery whose results we never see? Because I don't know about you. The world doesn't seem safer, doesn't seem more equitable, doesn't seem more fair, Certainly isn't more free. Well, what the hell is the money going to? Who's using it? What's going on with that? The Obama Foundation, this is what their this is what their mission statement is. The specificity is as specific as our government today. Inept people who are corrupt, who are no longer pretending that they're corrupt, who can no longer pretend that they give a rip about you, whose sole job is to enrich themselves while simultaneously doing Barack Obama's bidding and destroying America, creating a new Marxist-Leninist worldview, this new liberal order. How about this is the initiative of the Obama Foundation? Here it is. To help people through hope into power. What the hell does that mean? To help people turn hope Excuse me, to help people turn hope into power. Well, how do you do that? Well, your CEO is Valerie Jarrett. That might make me a little uncomfortable. How about you? How about the hundreds of millions of dollars in donations that the Clinton family raked in? You know, it was amazing. They only got $38.4 million in 2017 when Hillary lost. But when she was Secretary of State in 2009, the first year, They got $249 million. How many hundreds of millions of dollars did these people get to do what with no results, no public accountability, no IRS, 87,000 armed agents sniffing up their skirts? They get carte blanche, get away with it. And when your personal chef ends up dead off of your property and you're a former president and he was found naked and you're not supposed to ask questions. I mean, is anybody else out there saying, what we're seeing they're all involved bush clinton obama all of them joe biden's just been the dumb one who's only been enriching himself and only for what 30 million dollars that's pocket change compared to these other lackeys americans know 
They're not stupid. They see. We feel. And now word of a plan to take it all back. And it's been it's been in the works for two and a half years. And we're going to tell you about it. So yes, negative stuff to talk about. But yes, a powerful message of planning, of patriotism, of people rising up, ready to move in to do the job Donald Trump was unable to finish the first time. He's got the team. He's got the army. And you're going to enjoy this. Trust me. All right. So the the clock is ticking, though. So we've got Monday. Monday is when the $79 offer for this extensive and life-changing blood work at Body by AIM 360, when that offer goes away. It's probably going to go back to $199 at that point. $79. Why do I say life-changing? When you find out that you have a thyroid issue and that's the reason why this, this, and this are happening to you, do you think that changes your life to get it under control? Absolutely. When you find out your blood pressure is through the roof, that you're pre-diabetic and that you could do this, this, and this to stop that runaway train and regain control of your life, is that life-changing? Yeah, And if you could lose 30, 50, 100 pounds along the way and get your hormones balanced, uh, is that worthwhile and life-changing? You better believe it. Bodybyaim360.com. Go for the $79 blood work. Open the door to that life change. 412-227-9255. Bodybyaim360.com. All right, so I, I, a couple things I want to get to you um, before we really lay out the meat and potatoes of the show. Donald Trump hit video again yesterday, and he says something that is so pivotal, and, and you need to hear it right out of the gates here, to lift you up and give you that steely resolve that you were, in fact, made for this moment. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. So Donald Trump is dropping some videos at very interesting times, and it's purposeful. We know it's purposeful. The message is meant to be heard. He knows as well as we that there is the drip of information that's not so hard to pick up on. That COVID, oh no, new variant alert. Oh no, put on your masks. Oh no, we could go back into whatever. That's up to you. That ends when you say it ends. When you say, I'm done, bugger off, hell no, I won't go, that's it. And it's an amazing thing when one person does it because their compass is pointing north, right? Other people then get some strength and some resolve and some huevos. And they do the same thing. And then what do you have? You have America taking America back. And Donald Trump dropped this very specific, actually two clips, and we're going to end the show with one today because I think it's, mm, it's just what you need to be like, hell yeah, hell yeah, he's got the receipts, hell yeah, he's got the evidence, hell yes, he knows where the bodies are buried and he's coming for revenge. This do not comply, powerful, listen. The left-wing lunatics are trying very hard to bring back COVID lockdowns and mandates with all of their sudden fear-mongering about the new variants that are coming. Gee whiz, you know what else is coming? An election. They want to restart the COVID hysteria so they can justify more lockdowns, more censorship, more illegal drop boxes, more mail-in ballots, 
and trillions of dollars in payoffs to their political allies heading into the 2024 election. Does that sound familiar? These are bad people. These are sick people we're dealing with. But to every COVID tyrant who wants to take away our freedom, hear these words, we will not comply. So don't even think about it. We will not shut down our schools. We will not accept your lockdowns. We will not abide by your mask mandates. And we will not tolerate your vaccine mandates. They rigged the 2020 election, and now they're trying to do the same thing all over again by rigging the most important election in the history of our country, the 2024 election, even if it means trying to bring back COVID. But they will fail because we will not let it happen. When I'm back in the White House, I will use every available authority to cut federal funding to any school, college, airline, or public transportation system that imposes a mask mandate or a vaccine mandate. Thank you very much. Powerful. Very powerful. Putting everybody on notice who's even thinking about walking that stupid path again. We know. We learned. We watched. We were a captive audience. We were forced. We were restricted. We were censored. We were bullied. Do you really think people are dumb enough to go back? And look, for all of you out there who want to wear a mask and walk around with your mask, that's fine. We judge you. I judge you. Every single one of you. The guy riding his bike next to me on the road yesterday as I was going out to buy potatoes. I judge you, sir. You just look stupid. That's okay. All right? But we will not comply. And as this sidebar smokescreen BS is swirling in the wind with the media who are desperate to try to tell you, no, Joe Biden, he's, he's sharp, he's on it, he's there, he was on the ground, he's, a, he's in charge, he's making decisions, he knows exactly what's going on. He's talking to world leaders, he's in charge. He's never been in charge. We know better. But there's a story you need to hear about because this drip is a trickle, is a gush. And it's now at gush. And the gush tells us that the White House, that would be Joe Biden, used executive privilege to withhold hundreds of emails between Hunter Biden and the vice president's office when Joe Biden was vice president, will not hand them over after a lawsuit has come out. Freedom of Information Act request. No, we're not going to do that. Well, see, you don't have that choice executive privilege you know people who are honest people who are transparent say let's go have everything look at the routers look at the chain of custody look at everything look at the laptop look at the vaccine look at the testing that never happened before we pushed it on everybody as guinea pigs i'm gonna drop this story on you and then some random acts of journalism kareen jean pierre proves affirmative action is a bad call no matter what you do with it next on the wendy bell radio network 
Welcome back to the Wendy Bell Radio Program. I think it goes without saying that we have an administration that is entirely incompetent. Uh, The people who were selected in Joe Biden's administration were selected for their specific brand of incompetence. Corrine Jean-Pierre was chosen to be the mouthpiece of this administration because they wanted somebody who was untouchable, uncriticizable. Uh, And if you put in a woman who's gay, who's black, who's an immigrant, uh, you've got you're out of the park. You're batting a thousand. Of, Of course, though, we want results. And so we call the spade a spade. She's terrible. Everybody knows it. Jennifer Granholm. She's vacant. Alejandro Mayorkas. Corrupt as nuts. Right. I mean, we know this. All of these people have been cherry picked to put it be put in place to do something disastrous to fundamentally transform America as Barack Obama in in day one of his administration back in 2009 said he wanted. He wanted to fundamentally transform America into a Marxist, Leninist, communist, socialist hellscape. And that's exactly what we're doing because he fundamentally hated and still continues to revile America, hate America. If, if Saul Alinsky is your is your guy, if that's where you're getting all of your lessons, if he is your sensei, th- there is no room for anything other than loathing and revenge of anybody who gets in your way to destroy and dismantle this fantastic place. <laughs> it's so obvious, and they think you don't know. And yet you know, because you've been paying attention. I don't believe that I've I've witnessed a chapter of American history in which in my lifetime, and it's only been 53 years. Let's just be honest and say perhaps for 20 of those years, uh, I've been aware. Right. I don't believe I've seen such a chapter of awakening of people getting out of that cruise control autopilot mentality where we don't think critically about the things that are told to us by our government. As long as things were going well for us, as long as our kids were being educated, we were working, we were being able to make more than we spent. We could succeed and achieve, squirrel away for tomorrow. Most of us had few concerns, and then they got a little too brazen. And then these these money-making schemes, and they're spearheaded by the presidents of these United States, Republicans and Democrats. Then we started to connect the dots, and then we started to see it, and then they got really, really bold. And they fiddled with elections, and I bet they've gone all the way back to 2000. How long before that have they been fiddling with the elections, right? Safest, most secure, B.S., the White House cited executive privilege in withholding hundreds of emails related to Hunter Biden's business dealings with then Vice President Joe Biden, requested by America First Legal. This is according to records requests returned to the legal firm. AFL released three batches of emails Wednesday, so hours ago, that the National Archives provided in response to its August, 20, uh, August 2022 records request which included more than a thousand emails between Hunter Biden's consulting firm, Rosemont Seneca, and the office of the vice president. Now, why did it take you a year, yo? August 2022. 
slow walk, stonewall, run out the clock. I do not see you. Oh, I'm sorry. You must have had the wrong email address. That went into my junk folder. I'll have to get my best people on that. It's just too much work. We're not going to possibly be able to put it together in time, right? Bugger off. Why didn't you release 200 emails, Joe? Why is the White House refusing to to release those emails? Because we know. Brock, you've got your hand up. It's almost like you've got an answer. What's that? I'm going to guess that he's hiding something. It's so weird that you say that. What's that lipstick on your your collar? I don't know. I just must have brushed (laughs) against somebody's face on the subway. (laughs) Right? It's so obvious. But then you do something and you don't respond to it, Maui. And then Americans see true fear, horror, and a complete lack of concern in that really empathetic, we're all in this together administration. And people who are otherwise asleep are snapped out of the trance. Wait, you mean to tell me that we still don't know how many children perished, how many families burned alive in their cars? You don't want to talk about that black fencing that you've put up all along Lahaina? What don't you want people to see? Why did you ground those drones? What are you hiding? What about the blue roofs? Why is the homes with blue roofs were spared? Ought you not be able to ask these questions? Apparently not. Peter Ducey, though, decided to yesterday. You know, when emergency strikes, everybody wants to see how the administration, how the leaders in charge are going to respond. Who's there for you? George Bush widely panned for his response to Katrina. Came off as tone deaf too late. He seemed almost unaffected. And who are the people who were the most hurt? Right? Well, we're supposed to just walk by Maui. It's kind of far away. (laughs) I mean, let's, I'm sure they'll figure it out. Well, I want to, I want to talk about this. Here's Peter Ducey asking Corrine Jean-Pierre yesterday during the press briefing. He drops the truth and her lie is so obvious it's laughable and must be played now. Here you go. It seems like the hurricane response so far is robust. Did you guys realize that the initial Hawaii wildfire response was not that good? Or is it just easier for people to get help from the White House when the president is not on vacation? So the premise of your question and the way you pose your question, I disagree, just for the record. Uh, so if you talk to, if you were to do your reporting and speak to the governor of Hawaii, the senators uh, of Hawaii, the folks on the ground, they would say that the president reacted in record time when it came to dealing with the wildfires, uh, when it came to dealing and making sure that they got everything that they need on the federal level to deal with what was going on on the ground. Let's not forget there were more than 600 Uh, uh, federal employees on the ground already to assist uh, with the wildfires in Maui. So your question is is wrong, is flawed in many, many ways. And I would I would uh, I would advise you to go speak to the governor and the local and state officials in in uh, in Hawaii. Wow. Your question is wrong. No, his question's not wrong. It's spot on. 
Joe Biden's been on vacation for a full calendar year. He eclipsed 365 days on July 31st. 31st. Okay? He's not been there. He's not been in charge. You don't care. And she says, in record time, Joe Biden was there. It took 13 days, Corrine. You still haven't gone to East Palestine. It's been over 200 days there. Oh, yeah, your, your love and concern for people is just oozing out of you. We made sure that we had 600 people there. We put them up at the Four Seasons. <laughs> we made sure they had the five-star treatment, you know, as people there get $700 a household. We made sure, go ask the governor, she said. Go ask the senators. Who gives a rip about the governor and the senators? I want to know about the children. I want to know where the water was. I want to know what was going on with the electrical system. I want to know why the firefighters bailed and said it was freaking contained. I want to know why so many kids were off of school. I want to know a lot of things. And it seems to me that Josh Green, or whatever the hell the name of the governor is in in Hawaii, ain't the one to give us the truth. It's the people on the ground who had to jump into the ocean to avoid being burned alive on a street in which the local police were corralling everybody. Why were they doing that, Corrine? Well, you'll probably have to go talk to them. People hear that. You heard that. How about the FEMA director, Deanne Shiswell? This is rich. Let's talk about Maui. Who all was in charge? How was the response? What what was going on? Because it's been an unmitigated disaster. And it's been weeks. And we still don't know crap. Listen to the cavalier nature of the response from Joe Biden's FEMA director. Go. Administrator, because there's still a lot of questions uh, among officials in Maui and Lahaina and across Hawaii about who was in charge in the hours as the fires burned and then the hours after. You're a veteran local emergency management official, uh, state emergency management official, not at the federal level. How do you assess how officials there responded? Uh, are there lessons to be learned perhaps for other communities? And is your agency prepared to work with congressional Republicans if they launch investigations as they say they will? Um, Again, I was not there during the response, and so I would um, be out of line to assess how they responded during the time because I did not experience what they were experiencing. Uh, What the federal government does is we come in and we support their efforts, and that's exactly what we did, and we will continue to support their recovery and their rebuilding efforts as they move forward. Wait a minute. You're the director of the Federal Emergency Management Association or agency. You weren't there? You're not able to comment on it? It's been three weeks. Deanne, you zero, you abject failure, you latest chapter in the Biden-Obama administration of sock. You weren't there, but wait a minute. That's not exactly what we heard from Corrine Jean-Pierre because this was kind of weird. Joe Biden said something yesterday before he, he headed off to blab about his, fa- his, his house almost collapsing in a fire, which is fictitious, in Florida. 
standing before the media with Ron DeSantis behind him talking about the hurricane. But at the podium before he left, while he was still in D.C., Joe Biden, do we have that, Brock? We might not. And I'll tell you what he said. Okay, you do. All right. I want you to hear this. Very interesting. I was on the island last week. I appointed Bob Fenn, one of the nation's leading emergency managers, and I mean that, that's not hyperbole, who's been on the ground in Hawaii since before the fires erupted as our chief federal response coordinator to lead our long-term recovery on Maui. Whoa, 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 whoa. Joe Biden just said he appointed somebody who was on the ground in Maui before the fires. Why would you have somebody there before the fires unless you knew about the fires? And Corrine Jean-Pierre echoes that. She parrots the same thing. We were on the ground in Maui before it even happened. What? Go. Uh, this is an administration that will be with this community uh, from before before it started, as you all know, from what you heard from the president earlier this week and also the, administra- the administrator after it hits. And we will be there until they are able to rebuild. What? You were there before. Why? Why? (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, help me out. Did you hear what I just heard? And that's not hyperbole. I'm not so sure Joe Biden was supposed to say that, you know. I'm pretty sure Corrine Jean-Pierre was trying to kind of cover it up, but she reiterated it. It makes me sick inside to suspect the deep state government run by Obama and Biden, not Biden, Obama, because I can't even begin to fathom what these people are capable of. I will say this, because it's a joy to be able to, to stop this line of thinking and tell you about magnesium breakthrough from bio-optimizers. So I've been taking these these pills, all right? It's a capsule, magnesium breakthrough. I already don't get enough sleep. When you wake up at three in the morning, you don't get enough sleep, period, because, you know, I've got a family. It doesn't stop at eight o'clock when I should probably go to bed. So I've been dragging. And when my friends at BioOptimizer said, look, try this. It's fantastic. You're going to sleep well. You're going to wake up rested. I was like, all right, let's go. I will tell you it is a total game changer. Unlike other magnesium supplements that might be giving you maybe one to two forms of magnesium, which is powerfully helpful to you. Magnesium Breakthrough contains all seven forms of magnesium, and they're designed specifically to help calm your mind and help you fall asleep, to stay asleep, and to wake up refreshed. Not only does this help you sleep better, it it makes you feel just more calm. I don't wake up dragged out. I don't look at the clock and I worry about falling asleep because I fall asleep without effort. You can get it as well, all right? Magbreakthrough.com. Get 10% off using Bell, my last name, as the promo code. Go to magbreakthrough.com forward slash bell for this exclusive offer for our listeners of the Wendy Bell Radio Program. 10% off. Biooptimizers Magnesium Breakthrough, magbreakthrough.com, promo code went, uh, bell. All right, when we come back, I've got more media sound to give you. Do you understand why it would be hard for me to fall asleep at night knowing what we know, believing what we believe to be true. You don't want to believe it. 
more to open your eyes next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. So apparently Joe Biden is slated to go on vacation again, maybe later today. They might call call a lid on it at noon after lunch. Question, apropos question, when you've got a hurricane bashing the Gulf Coast of Florida. Perfect question, when you had a train derailment that spread toxic garbage all through the water, soil, and air. Perfect question, when you have a whole community incinerated in Hawaii. Is Joe Biden going to going to take another vacation or do you think it's possibly time for him to do something in washington dc question and answer go you hear say this often you heard it from the administrator you've heard this from from us we this president is committed to being there for the community uh for the people who are certainly uh have been impacted uh by this hurricane uh you know today tomorrow as long as it takes uh, to help them all get back on their feet so that will not change obviously uh, hopefully they get more than 700 dollars. i'm just going to say perhaps we could do more than 700 dollars. now they can rebuild probably or at least get the sump pump or whatever they need to get the stuff out of their house right i mean in lahaina it's just forget about it bye-bye good luck we're here we're committed does it feel warm and fuzzy do you feel that connection do you feel like somebody gives a fat rip about you do you feel that in an emergency this government's got your back hell no meanwhile all the presidential foundations are raking in the dough isn't that wild so let's talk about biden's clear cognitive decline I want you to hear the two things. Well, he says this again and again and again. Sign of dementia. Fictitious stories that you continue to repeat, even after people are like, you know what? That never happened. He did it twice yesterday during a freaking emergency. Here's Joe Biden at the podium, if I'm not mistaken. Alejandro Mayorkas looking vacant. Lloyd Austin looking just dumb uh, behind him, knowing that everything he's saying is total garbage. Biden's going to drop the my my house only almost collapsed. I almost lost my Corvette, Cat and Jill. Oh, my gosh. Listen, I didn't anything like that, but I lightning struck my house. We had to be out of that house for about seven months. I was repaired because so much damage was done to the house and half the house almost collapsed. Well, it's getting worse. Half the house collapsed. Oh, my gosh. It was a kitchen fire, Joe. It was widely debunked and panned in 2002 or whenever it happened. Then, then, the same way he dropped that lie, at the worst possible time, because these people are absolutely brain dead, he is verifiably brain dead to drop that, in Lahaina, with the hellscape of death and destruction behind him. My house almost burned down. I could kind of come. We can commiserate. We are simpatico. He does it with Ron DeSantis standing behind him talking about the hurricane that just blasted through Florida. Listen. I know from experience how much, how much anxiety and fear and concern there are in the people. We didn't lose our whole home, but lightning struck and we lost an awful lot of it about 15 years ago. I, I mean, what do you, what, what do you, what do you, what's your, what, if what do you I'm say? If I'm Ron DeSantis, I'm like, hey, listen, we know that's a lie. Right? Stop it with this. The only thing he didn't say there that we caught was, and that's not hyperbole. Or one of no his, joke. Or one of his other stupid throwaway lines of suck. This is, this is the leader of America. Of course it's not. Never was. 
Oh my gosh, it never was. All right, don't go anywhere because coming up, hour number two. We've got a few more pieces of sound for you. Using Congress's subpoena power when they refuse to comply with the request of elected representatives. Uh, we've got some GOPers who've grown a set, and it's a great thing to talk about. Buckle up. It's next, hour two.